I really just see life through the metaphor of relationships and dating. Like everything to me is a dating <laughs> metaphor. I knew that I wanted people to have like a spiritual life and to encourage that lifestyle, but it's usually, you know, luxury. So when I tied it with dating, it was much more effective and people understood it. So it was kind of teaching people how to have a spiritual life through an everyday problem. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and on the podcast this week is Nikki Novo. She's a best-selling author, intuitive dating coach, and psychic medium. And I first learned about Nikki last year after listening to her on the We Met at Acme podcast. And then I heard her on That So Retrograde earlier this summer, and I just knew that we had to have a conversation for Seek the Joy because I've wanted to have a conversation on the show for so long, really, about mindful and conscious relationships, but I didn't really know where to start. And so I'm so glad that Nikki joined me on the podcast this week to talk all about her career journey and how she became an intuitive dating coach. We talk about cultivating mindful and conscious relationships in today's swiping culture and really embracing fear and choosing our courage and what it means to connect to and rely on our intuition when it comes to dating. We talk about removing shame and judgment and recognizing our own worthiness and really opening ourselves up to receiving love. Nikki shares with us too that dating is really a spiritual journey to self. And so she shares with us her go-to mantra around dating, her top tips and best practices when it comes to using dating apps, and so much more. I know that so many of us are looking for and are open to having more mindful and conscious relationships, whether that be with friends or romantic relationships. And so I know that this week's new episode is going to resonate with you and it's going to be one that you enjoy. And so I can't wait to hear what you think. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are listening to this episode right now and make sure to leave us a rating and review if you haven't already. I can't tell you guys just how grateful I am for every single rating and review and piece of feedback that you've left about this show in the last two years. I love reading. I love reading what you guys think about this show and send this week's new episode to your friends or your coworkers or anyone that you think might resonate with its message. All right, guys, that's it. I am so excited to share with you Nikki's wisdom this week. So let's jump into it. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Nikki Novo. I know. How does one become right? intuitive dating? Like, how does this happen? For that? Right. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I grew up in Miami. My parents are Cuban. So I had like a very traditional kind of Cuban upbringing. And um, one of the things about when you're like raised by immigrant parents, probably many immigrant children can like relate is that uh, there's a lot of like pressure just to kind of um, to succeed mm-hmm. and to just like do a career that is logical, you know, that makes sense, that is going to, you know, 
provide and help you get to the next level. But I remember like being taught that very young and just being like, that's BS. Like Mm -hmm. there has to be a way to make money and um, do something you love. So my journey really started off there. Like I was aware of this, like very early on in college, like even at the end of high school, I was aware of this. Um, so I was always like trying to figure out like, what is it I love? Like, what is it I want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what are, where's that middle ground? And I ended up after college moving to LA for two reasons, one for career, but also I was engaged very young mm-hmm. and, um, I was dating this guy for eight years and, and from like end of high school, like through college and, you know, like it was just like, he was a good guy. He loved me very much. Yeah. He was a professional baseball player. So like financially, like he was going to be able to take care of me. And I just thought like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're, somebody loves you <laughs> and like, you know, you're just supposed to go with it. And I had this really big, uh, like aha moment, like this, this awakening a month before our wedding oh my <laughs> poor gosh. guy, and poor oh. everybody involved. And I was in New York, like visiting a girlfriend who was in grad school. And she was, and I was just, I remember just being in Rockefeller center and just hearing very loudly that I was meant for more, which I know sounds like so narcissistic kind of like, Oh, like oh, me, this little, it. like, and I, I just really felt like this is not the path, you know, and not that he was wrong or that getting married young was wrong or anything, but that it was going to really detour me from like what my purpose was. So I, um, and I, you know, obviously like wasn't fully in love. There were so many things I wanted to explore. So yeah. I came home and I, you know, broke things off with him. And like, like, I think I just was always finding myself through relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I broke that off, you know, I felt a lot of freedom <laughs> and so I ended up moving to LA for, to work in the That's film cool. industry, yeah. which is really cool. And I really much, I enjoyed it very much. Um, but I was still like seeking, you know, I was still seeking like what that purpose was. I knew there was like a calling for me, but you know what I have learned and definitely with working, I do obviously a lot of dating and relationships, but I end up, we end up going into all different areas of life and talking about purpose. And it's not always like, a thing that like knocks on our door, or, like God doesn't whisper in our ear and like give <laughs> us the whole plan, you know? Right. So, um, so like I had to just start taking steps. So like just taking some steps towards my career, like just being like, okay, well, I guess this is like what feels right for now. This is what I like now. Um, and then also dating at the same time, like it was just like a very, um, to me, I don't know if it was selfish, but I just kind of like, I was all about like, what can I learn from this? Like what mm-hmm. is it teaching me? Um, all that kind of stuff. And I realized from being a publicist, I I met a lot of writers and I was like, okay, I want to be a writer. Like that felt like the next calling. Mm -hmm. So I started writing. I moved back to Miami. I I became an editor at a local magazine here. And then I became an editor at like MSN and NBC, Daily Candy, Refinery29, all these places. Um, And I was really just moving up in my, my career. I actually had a boyfriend at the time and he was like, Oh, you should start a blog. Like, hmm. you know, like you're such a good writer. Like, you know, you can express yourself even more. And I was like, okay, cool. So he starts, he like sets up the blog for me. He names it. He gives me the password, the whole deal. And I start like writing my first blog post. Um, and then two weeks later he breaks up with me. And what? I'm like, what the shit? <laughs> oh my like, God. I was like, you just told me I was amazing. And I should right. be using my voice. And here he sets up this blog for you. And then yeah. he's out the door. Yeah. It's just like, it was bizarre, you know, because it was like somebody who was really pushing me forward. He yeah. was an artist. And he was a musician himself. Um, so I was really great. The, the relationship was really great for me because it helped me like embrace that part of me even mm-hmm. more. But yeah, it was like really confusing. And I stuck with this blog and I was super heartbroken because I really, you know, he was like, a, he was a soulmate to me. Like I really thought we were going to be together. 
you know, and I was left with this blog, which kind of, which I always say feels like when you're like left with the dog that like mm. you didn't even want in the first part, you know, like that, I was like, yeah. I don't even want this shit and you like leave it with me. <laughs> but I had already started it and I kind of was just like, you know, I, I got to do something with it. So I thought I had this like brilliant idea. I was like, I'm going to go on a bunch of dates and I'm going to write about them and he's going to read it and he's going to miss me and we're going to get back. And like, that was like my grand, like my grand plan, plan, you know, spoiler alert. We never got back. Um, I, I, well, I do know, I do know he read it, but like, no, I mean, that did not work out, but I did just that. I would go on dates and I would kind and I would write about like, what, like, what am I learning about myself through this process? It just, you know, people were reading it. It was at the beginning of like the blog bubble as well. And people were reading it and I ended up getting like a dating column from that. But through that process, I started like just, you know, of course, I don't, if you ever go through like a bad breakup or if you've ever been single enough, I think that you end up seeking out a psychic at some point. Mm-hmm. So I was so, so true. Breakup. <laughs> so like the breakup also was like, you know, kind of propelled me to be like, who the hell is the best psychic in Miami? And like, where do I find her? Like, and when can so I make I an had, appointment? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, when can I make an appointment? Here's my money. Yeah. Like, tell me that everything's going to be okay. Right. So um, I went. I had like a girlfriend who we like rekindled our friendship from high school and, and, um, and she was also single at the same time because she was also into psychics. So she would like, I remember the first time she like drove me all the way to like the, another county to like supposedly go to the <laughs> psychic who was amazing. And the psychic told me that um, I was never going to be happy unless I got back with my ex. And mm-hmm. that for $400, she could like uh, clean something, something, my energy or something. And that like, I would be able to get back on my ex-boyfriend. Ugh. And I just remember being like in the car and crying, being like, oh my God, that's it. My life is, you know, but you seek what yeah. you want to hear, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's like what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear that like I was supposed to be with him and that life would be miserable if I wasn't. So anyways, I went on this like journey of meeting a bunch of psychics and what I finally hit one that, that was really amazing. She actually predicted my husband, um, who I'm married to now, and she predicted him like two years before I even met him. But beyond being very good, I was just, I was like, what is this? You know, yeah. I, I, I was, I was like, if you've ever had like a good reading, you're like, how does this work? You know, I just felt like I would maybe know how to do it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but I, so I started to learn from her and she started, she explained that she was channeling angels. Yeah. So I learned a lot from her and then I just like went down the rabbit holes and then I got into like energy work and I read everything I could. I, I read a lot of like religious books. I read like energy books. I, I got a bunch of certifications. I went to get a certification in hypnosis and, and Reiki and theta healing, all these different type of modalities just for myself, really just to heal myself, yeah. really to, um, to like be more intuitive. But of course, anytime you do, like, if you get into any of that work ever, you start opening, it gives me goosebumps because you start opening up and like, you yeah. can't explain like what's about to happen. It's like, it's like you can't even plan for like where things are going to take you. No. I like my first experience was I was out to dinner with a girlfriend of mine who I had just recently met. Um, and during the time I was working, you know, full time as an editor and she was talking to me and we were getting to know, it was like our first date, like as like new friends, and friends she ended up yeah. my best friend. Yeah. yeah. It was like my first friend date with her. I went to the bathroom and I'm in the bathroom and I hear like in my ears, basically, please take care of my daughter. 
Hmm. And I'm like, what was that? Like, I was so confused. So I go and I'm like, did I drink too much? Like maybe I've had too much, too many glasses of wine or something's <laughs> happening. And I went and I sit down with my girlfriend and she begins to tell the story about how her mother had passed oh. like two years ago. And I didn't say anything because I, you know, I didn't know her. It was really weird. But one day, you know, I ended up sending her to the psychic that I really liked. And she was able to reunite with her mother because this woman was able to, to be, um, to mediate that. And then I started telling her, I was like, yeah, your mom like comes to me all the time, but I just thought that was weird. I didn't want to tell you. And then I started realizing that like, I was seeing things. I was, you know, spirit guides were showing up. I was having like dreams about past lives. It was like crazy shit. And, you know, at the same time I was like, you know, trying to keep my job going. Um, so it was, it was confusing, but I'm super grateful to my former self for just going with it. You yeah. know, like I didn't question anything. I kept the blog going. I kept my job. And I kept, you know, I was single. I was dating at the time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I had a job at Refinery29, which was a, like a great opportunity. But I just, at that moment, it's like, you know, when you kind of accomplish, especially when it comes to career, like when you get that thing, you're like, okay, this was the thing that mm-hmm. I was like working towards. Like, this is the highest of like that I could see, at least in my vision. And I was like, isn't that what I want to do? You know, like mm-hmm. I actually want to do, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew that, um, I loved that that I was helping people through my dating experience and that I was able to like show them like that it was a spiritual journey really mm-hmm. to self. And I was just excited about that message. So when I met my husband, um, I decided that I was going to, well, I'm not sorry, not when I met him, when we got married, after, after we got married, I decided to um, leave my full-time job work with him like he was starting a company so I was basically like his secretary <laughs> his everything uh like it was like Nikki Novo at night and like I always say like I was like Nikki Essig during the day like sending invoices and so writing funny. emails and, yeah. and then at night I was you know I was like working it you know like just trying to um spread this message write a book all that kind of stuff yeah so yeah there was like transition for me which I, I always like to share because I think that it, it doesn't always make financial um, sense to like make those yeah, leaps. Of course. So, yeah. there, so there, I had that crossover, and that's how it was able to work for me. I would, I was very um, interested in developing my gifts, so I was always seeking teachers. I, you know, I went to like shaman school. Mm-hmm. I really just see life through the metaphor of relationships and dating. Like everything to me is a dating <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. And I always thought I knew that I wanted. Um, people to have like a spiritual life. I wanted people to like remember that we are spiritual beings because the thing is the minute you start doing any of this or doing wellness or anything, you you almost like you start because rem- none of these things that we learn is new to us, right? Because mm-hmm. the idea is that we've had like several lifetimes, we come from source, from God, where we, you know, we're, we're souls, but we forget. So I always knew I wanted people to have like a spiritual life and to encourage that lifestyle. But it's usually, you know, a luxury. So when I tied it with dating, it was much more effective and people understood it. So it Mm -hmm. was kind of teaching people how to have a spiritual life through an everyday problem. You know, like you have to kind of be able to like connect the dots. So I just decided to teach through dating. Um, Also, I was having, I had like dating dreams for like over a year while I was married to my husband and it was really annoying. And I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. We're just, we're going to do dating. We're going to do dating work. Okay. Like I finally got it, but it was really You're like, I hear you. I hear you. I see you. I get it. I'm going to do it. Message received. I will do it. I was like, if I, if I write this book, will you stop? (laughs) I love this journey to start from, you know, having this relationship and the guy's like, I'm going to start a blog. We're going to start a blog for you. It's like, he was the vehicle. It was like, he was the vehicle and the channel for you to start 
walking this path of, of your work. And I love how you've yeah. shared throughout the entire course of your journey, how it's been about embracing and stepping into this level of spirituality, which I've shared on the podcast many times. I really think it's just a journey of remembering. So it's mm-hmm. every aspect, whether it's dating, whether it's friendships, family, your career, um, you know, the breath you take in a day, it's, it's about remembering who you actually are. And, and the more you walk mm-hmm. the path, it's like these gifts open up things change. You can't explain it, but you just see and feel the path and and you keep going with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we're scared of the path sometimes Mm -hmm. um, because obviously we don't know where the road leads, but I always, I sometimes forget this, but almost my younger, wiser self always knew this, that um, source, God, your angels, whatever the guidance, whatever you believe in, shows you like one step at a time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you don't always see the whole path and that's where it gets a little bit scary, but you have to, you know, like trust each of those steps and it will take you where you're supposed to go. It's, it's, it's your contract. It's like what you signed up for this lifetime. Yeah. I love what you just said that it's really one step at a time and, and one Mm -hmm. step is really only revealed to you, but it's like that human part of who we are, that like logic brain, that like stubbornness. That's like, no, show me the whole picture. I need to know know the whole thing. And I'm very much like that all the time. I'm like, I just want to know what's going to happen. Just tell me, just tell me what's going to happen. But you know, things change. We have free will. We make different decisions. We, we end up walking a different path, which then ends up like moving us towards where we're actually supposed to be or, or vice versa. So it's really interesting, you know, because within taking one step at a time, you have to trust and you have to let go of fear. And I think that really beautifully ties into intuition and to what you teach, which is about living and breathing and dating and making decisions from that space Mm -hmm. of intuition rather than fear. What do you say to someone who says, okay, how do I know if it's my fear or if it's my intuition um, that's speaking to me? There's a few steps. Like it has to be like a conscious decision. We have to be able to track our intuition and our fear. What I mean by that is almost like, okay, so when do you remember was like the last time that you actually followed your intuition and it worked? And at the, you know, because of course I can tell you these stories, but during the stories I didn't, you know, I didn't know, right? Like I didn't yeah. know that my, you know, boyfriend was going to be a catalyst to, to what I, you know, I didn't know any of that. But I can look back now and be like, oh, okay, so I followed that thing. It worked. It was right. It was correct. It was it was what I thought it was going to be. How did that feel? Mm-hmm. And you kind of like have to keep a little note of that. And then there's like, oh, you remember that time that I was like, you know, freaking out. And, you know, and I followed it and like, it was a, it was a shit show, you know, and that <laughs> is another emotion, right? Like that's another yeah. emotion that I'm like, okay, I remember that. So that's important. Like always kind of, uh, you can try to look back. Some of us haven't been using our intuition for so long that it's hard to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't, you don't necessarily have to go back. You can just start from now. You can be, you know, you got, you have to be like brave and courageous and, and know that like sometimes you're going to fall on your face yeah. a little bit, but to at least be like, okay, I'm going to this kind of feels like intuition. So I'm going to go this way. And this kind of feels like fear. Let's see how, like, let's see how it pans yeah. out. So it's like kind of creating like case studies for yourself of like, exactly. here's the times yeah. where I led with fear. Here's the time yeah. I led with my gut or my intuition and like what I knew right. I needed to do. And this is how it panned out for me. Yes, that's perfect. It's, um, and then you can kind of remember the feeling because it's, mm-hmm. it's really a feeling. So you can go back to that memory of the feeling. The other thing too, is I always say that you have to start like to get very sensitive to your feelings and to your, um, really to your body. Like I think that until we can connect 
because sometimes a lot of us live outside of our body. So we mm -hmm. can't feel those feelings. So if you're not like connected to your body, this is going to be a little bit harder. So if you find that like it's hard to even know the difference, first of all, you want, you want to start working to get into your body, which yeah. means like every once in a while you like look at your hands you're like oh my gosh look at me I'm a human like I have toes and um that you're taking that energy out of your head mm -hmm. which is where you know where we usually are and really bringing that energy like down your head down your neck shoulders legs down to your feet and like creating roots and feeling that you're grounded mm -hmm. so like really working to like be in your body and then you'll be able to feel feel more I think also fear reminds me of um like you know how you can get energy from working out let's say or you can get energy from a red bull yes you think you, you feel like energetic in both ways but the red bull feels like synthetic it feels um fake in a way right mm -hmm. well because it is right to me fear feels fake like it feels like like it feels empty yeah. when if your intuition is trying to tell you like don't go there because sometimes it will right like it's not your intuition is not all like rainbows and butterflies sometimes it's a, it's a very like this is not the right way or if you don't do this like you're not gonna be able to pay your rent it may be strong and it even may make you feel a little scared but it feels it's more peaceful and mm -hmm. it's more like less drama where like fear stuff has a lot of like just antsy energy to it yeah I have almost found lately like the things that I am the most afraid of are the things I actually need to do. It's almost like yes. my intuition is screaming at me like, you need to do this thing. You need to put yourself out there. You need to push yourself. You need to go yeah. to that thing. And I'm like, yeah. no, and I don't want it. And it's yeah. not a bad thing. I think that's what it is too. Yeah. It's like also, you know, deciphering for yourself like, okay, is it fear because something bad's going to happen? Or is it fear right. because I know I need to do this thing and it's going to push me and I'm going to grow and I'm going to have a good experience. So I think that's part of the equation too, is maybe sometimes those feelings and maybe it isn't fear, maybe it's something else, but it's showing up that way. You know, it's like about pushing yourself and moving in that direction and actually like listening to the little pings and, and your intuition yeah. that's showing up for you in that moment. That's the other thing. And that comes up in dating, especially because yeah. like fear is super useful. We would never want to not have it. But we think that that sensation of like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to, you know, like jump out of my body, you know, I'm so afraid or this feels really, really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We tend to think like, you know, as animals, we think like fear, bad, run the other way, you yes. know, like kind of tiger coming, like run the other like way. Fight or flight, um, like time to yeah. run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. time to run, right? Like, and, and the thing is, and in dating for somebody who hasn't done it a lot, has different triggers around it or whatever, it is, you know, a feeling of putting myself out there. It's even anybody who's up leveled, you know, anybody who's like been going outside their comfort zone. Yeah. But just because you feel that, right, just because you feel fear mm -hmm. doesn't, if anything, it just, it's new. Like I, it's just kind of like, oh, this is a new thing that I'm doing. I haven't done this before. It scares me, but it also means I'm expanding. Yeah. And even like when you're, when you're trying to up level, whether it's in dating or life or whatever, the way you move like the quickest and the way for things to happen the fastest is like eliminating as much as possible that that uh, movement in the middle, like that fear in the middle that like makes you do weird things, you know, mm -hmm. that makes you like second guess or whatever. Like the more we can like eliminate that and just be like, okay, I'm afraid, but I'm still doing this. Yeah. Like the faster the things move along. But I do find that like, especially in dating, we, it takes long because that time in between it causes so much anxiety yeah. that like it gets drawn out. Yeah. It's almost like just knowing that, you can be courageous and fearful at the same yeah. time. 
Yeah. Like you can like hang out with fear and still do something like very creative and move forward. So it's more like just not creating a story mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. these, these like bogus, like, you know, stories that we tell ourselves to not move forward. Like that we're like, Oh, look at me. Like I'm afraid. Like I'm feeling scared. Like this is, this is really like, you know, awkward for me, whatever, but I'm still going to move forward. I yeah. still know it's the right thing. I was going to say, it's almost like then you kind of lock arms with the fear and say, all right, you're yeah. here for the ride. Yeah. You get a backseat though. Yeah. You can't be in the front with me and we're just yeah, going to go. Exactly. We're going to, we're going to be courageous within that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then I think yeah. as part of this too, do you often find in your work with clients then does shame show up a lot or judgment, you know, kind of alongside this fear because you've shared this so many times in our conversation so far, just about what we thought our life was supposed to look like or what dating was supposed to look like. Or by the time I was this age, I was supposed to be married. And I think that can cause a lot of shame and self-judgment and then panic and worry and feelings like I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? Do you find that a lot in your work with clients too? Yeah. It makes me want to cry because shame is actually like one of the reasons I agreed to doing dating work because dating work felt like very much like a calling and something that that was like okay this is you know like we would like you to work in this department um and I was (laughs) like okay I will work in this department I remember just being like you know dating is like why why are we so shameful about it's like almost like when we're not in a relationship or if it's not quote-unquote working out for us it's like we're a failure and it's this like silent shame that there's something wrong with us. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of shame. So we, I think um, there's a few things for that. So we hold shame in our sacral chakra, which is um, right above our womb for women. It's like above our sexual organs. It's the, or, it's the orange chakra center, mm-hmm. the energy center. The opposite of that chakra, like when that chakra is doing well, it's like being in our personal power is like feeling sexy. Yeah. It's all those things. Like, it's funny, it's just like one flip of the coin. So the more that we move towards just like loving on ourselves and doing our best to even just like dressing nice, feeling pretty, um, dancing, like any, uh, you know, feeling free about our sexual decisions. Like if we, you know, decide that we're going to, we are going to have a night one night stand or we're going to sleep with somebody or whatever to like feel, feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see like that center totally go to the other end and then dating is, is much easier. Um, but there's a lot of shame. It's not just like building up within us. It's actually being thrown at us. Mm. So we have to, we have to like protect ourselves from that as well. And even the people that love us, but are by accident sending that to us, like, you know, the mom that's like, I just want you to settle down and all that kind of stuff. And it makes you, you know, like you, I get it. Like you're, you're caring for me, but at the same time, it makes me feel like shameful. So always remembering to like that shame is, is usually um, like projected onto us and just like, cause it it gets stored in the body. So, cause it is something that like is that we absorb. So it's nice to just kind of, if you feel that way, like to see if you can like dance it out, if you can, you know, scream it out, if you can flip the coin and be like, you know what, I deserve to feel pretty, I deserve all that, and then start kind of opening that chakra and getting a little bit more balanced. All right, guys, taking a brief break from this week's new episode to talk to you about something I'm really excited about and I'm really loving, which is our Seek the Joy Guide to Podcasting and our Seek the Joy Guide to Pitching Guests. I have been so overwhelmed and blown away by not only the response to both guides, but what you guys have already shared with me about the impact that they're having on your podcasting journey and my whole mission and focus with 
with both guides is to really help you get your message off the ground and into the ears of the people that really need to hear it the most. And so I am just so excited to finally launch and share both of these guides and to see them in action as you begin to develop and grow and launch a podcast of your dreams. So head on over to seekthejoypodcast.com slash seekthejoyguides to check them out or hit that link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. And I'm excited to see where you go with this podcasting journey. All right, guys, without further ado, let's head back to this week's new episode. Yeah, I love what you just shared, and, and that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and something that's helped me a lot in, in my own personal journey is just always remembering that everyone has a different path and a different journey when it comes to dating and it, when it comes to relationships. And, you know, often those feelings of shame or fear, you know, you almost have to experience them, I think, on some level too, to like have those blocks or those barriers or those fears kind of reveal themselves to you so that then you can identify it and work through it and, you know, come out on the other side, really getting to know yourself, I think a lot better than you would have otherwise. Exactly. I mean, you just like, wouldn't like, it's almost like you would, you don't even know what you're holding until you go there. Yeah. It it really like, just allows you to get to know yourself, I think in a way that you, you wouldn't have otherwise. And it brings me some back to something that you said earlier, which is how dating and relationships have been a mirror for you. And then have also really allowed you to walk this spiritual path more, um, you know, than you, than you really would have, you know, otherwise. And have you found that you've opened up even more spiritually, um, as you've, you know, continued this work? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I think that we will for sure. I mean, we're always opening up, but I, I, I would say, you know, using dating as a, as a mirror or even any relationship, I guess I just want to like expand a little bit of like what that means, but you know, like if you're dating or, or in a relationship and maybe things are not working or um, even if it's just like friendships or work or whatever, it's just important to kind of ask yourself, like, why am I attracting this? Like, is this a pattern? Like, I remember when I moved from L.A., like my first boss was my mom, like all over again. I was just like <laughs> reliving completely. Like I was just in a relationship with my mom all over again. And if those patterns are not completed um, and healed, we're just going to keep attracting them and they're going to come in like the weirdest form. So like really just being able to ask those questions and to even like look within like what's kind of off with me or what's blocked with me that I don't have like the harmonious relationship that I want. Like what's, what's going, what's a little off there, you know, yeah. that's a lot of like what, what I do in my work. I see obviously a lot of like future stuff, but I go and looking for the blocks. Because like that's really the healing that that whole process like is how we ultimately like align with like you know what we really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me, and it's and it's through this self work, and it's through immersing yourself and getting to know yourself and understanding yeah. you know your blocks or your barriers to self-love or compassion or kindness or, or whatever it is that then you can see, okay, that's why I have this relationship in my life. This is what this is teaching me. This is why maybe this didn't go, you know, the way that maybe I wanted or I anticipated. I wanted to ask you this, you know, in, I guess this kind of like modern swiping culture, how do we, you know, cultivate like mindful and conscious relationships and, you know, continue to, I guess, to walk this spiritual path in dating because I think it can be difficult and it can be hard when, you know, maybe the person that you see on the screen reflected back at you 
isn't maybe doing the same. Um, so I'd love to hear, you know, your perspective on that yeah. and, and, um, what that kind of looks like. Yeah. Um, well, it, you know, it feels very transactional. Yeah. Okay. So a few things. That's a great question. So first of all, I, intentions go so far, mm-hmm. the slower we can go with the app, the better. So it's basically, okay, I'm about to open the app. Um, like calling in, you know, saying my prayers, whatever it is that you believe in and just being like, you know, setting out the intention of like what I, what it is that I'm looking for. And like, you know, knowing that I'm about to move into like sacred territory, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm about to go, mm-hmm. I know, I know it doesn't feel sacred at all, but I'm about to go into this place that like, I trust that what I am supposed to bring into my life, what I'm supposed to meet, all that kind of stuff. And even just like, there's a big difference between like swiping on a Sunday night because you just saw your friend from high school get married, you know, on Instagram mm-hmm. and being like desperate, right? Like there's a, there's an energy there versus like, if the next day you're at, you decided like, I'm not going to open that app today. And the next day you wake up feeling you go for a really good workout and you're like, I feel like the shit. And I remember like how great I am. And you open it that day. Like you will have totally different results. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we need you to work three years and like go visit a guru in Bali to like meet the love <laughs> of your life. Like honestly, like just being in a good energetic space, like, and I, till this day, like you can like make it or break it if you don't check your energy before you go into something, mm-hmm. right? Like yesterday I, I went out to, um, I'm joining like this new like mastermind of like really powerful women. And, um, you know, for me as powerful as I am, there is like, if I'm around powerful people, sometimes I feel small or get insecure or get jealous or things like that. And like, I'm just like, no, I want this to go. And I had such a beautiful evening because I set that intention. So like you like can have totally different results from one day to the next, depending on like how you show up in that, in that moment. And also just having an overall um, trust, which I know is like not easy for everybody, but like having this trust that like you are going to bring into your life, like at this time, what, you're supposed to like bring into your life. Right. Um, and if it's not working in the way that you would want to, again, like asking myself, what is it that I have to learn here? I mean, that's how, that's how I dated. I would be like, okay, Nikki, like you fucked up in this area or like, you're not validating yourself. You're not, you know, you're not ready. You don't want to commit. Like, that's the reason why this is like, you know, all these things and getting honest with myself and even giving myself grace and space when I didn't want to commit. So being, being more honest with myself as well. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners, um, like Lacey Phillips Mm -hmm. and she talks about, she's, you know, big on manifestation. I think one of the things that people understand is she talks about like when you're up leveling, when you're trying to change, when you're trying to, you know, if you're dating and you're trying to get closer to finding that partner, she believes in that there's like the universe tests you. And what that means is like, I'm aligning with um, this new energy that I want, but I'm, I still have a little bit of my old energy and my old energy will show up. And when I say no to that old energy and I'm aligning with the new energy. So that means like if I'm messaging with somebody on these apps and I see like myself doing the same thing in that moment, I have a choice to either like stay with that old energy or move into the new energy. And that's how we see ourselves create change and move like towards what we really want. Mm-hmm. So it's important to watch that. I was pretty good at like dating people and like I was pretty good at like having short lived relationships like that was easy for me, but it was depth that was hard for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. like go deep with people. And I remember um, early on in my relationship with my husband, you know, we had been together for a while, but we had passed that like honeymoon phase of like six months. And I did something 
you know, I forgot that like I had a boyfriend, we were at a party and I was like dancing with like my gay friend, but like, I guess it was pretty disrespectful in the sense of like how I was dating, dancing with a guy and you know, mm-hmm. my husband didn't know he was gay. And it was like, you know, it was like, I forgot that like, I had this other person that like, I have to look out for their feelings. Yeah. I didn't do a good job of like fixing that. And towards the end of the night, like it really looked like we were going to break up because he was like super disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, F you, you know, like I'm a strong woman you should, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, you're disrespecting me and all these kind of things. And the next morning I woke up and like, and I could see the crossroads. I was at a crossroads and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, Nikki, you can either like say you're sorry and say that you're not perfect and that you don't always know what you're, that you don't know what you're doing, um, that you're super scared, or you can pack up your shit and leave and do the same thing that you've been doing for, you know, the last few years. Yeah. And I chose obviously to like apologize and to, and he was like, okay, no big deal. Like, and he was like happy to continue and to be with me and to love me. And those are like the patterns that show up and we have to be able to see them and always remember that they're each of those patterns and those decisions are crossroads and like, we have to take them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, are you single to me? Like, are you dating? Do you use apps? I am single. Am I on the apps? Uh, sometimes uh, I, I go back and forth with how I feel about, about all of it. Um, but I've been yeah. single for a pretty long stretch of time And I think it has a lot to do with my own personal journey of getting to know myself and really opening up more and and getting really clear on who Sydney is. Mm -hmm. But it's been interesting to, in some ways, attempt to dip my toe back in the water and being like, Mm -hmm. this is, this is crazy (laughs) on some level. Cause you know, you really don't know, you know, who these people are or, or what their intentions are too, but it's good to be clear on what yours are. Yeah. I think it's always funny. Like, I'm like, humans do the weirdest thing. Like we bring, we, we like bring strangers into our lives to like create life. Like my husband was a stranger at some point and today he is like the child, you know, the father of my children. Isn't that weird? It's like so bizarre. It is so bizarre. It's it's so bizarre how we do it. Yeah. I mean, everyone's a stranger until we get to know him. That's, that's for sure. Exactly. I would say the other thing, so like you're allowed to choose like to never, you know, date in a way that doesn't feel right for you, but to check yourself to make sure that like you're not doing the apps because you you don't want to go outside of your comfort zone. So Mm -hmm. just like, and being realistic, because one thing is to manifest and to set the intention. You're like, okay, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for a relationship, but you do have to like look at yourself and be like, okay, well, what, like any goal, you know, like what am I doing to, and that can be as simple as like, am I walking out of my house every day and like being open? If somebody is conversing with me at the, you know, at Starbucks, like, am I, you know, open to it? Am I um, going out, you know, if my friends invite for me for dinner, like do every once in a while, do I, do I go? And I say yes. And those kind of things. So you want to be like realistic about totally. the action yeah. that you're taking. And then also I think that um, when you're on the apps, like really keeping it clean, like just making sure mm-hmm. that you yourself are, you know, like you're just like closing loops and you're, you know, recognizing that you're not like imprisoned by it, but that you are, totally. yeah. that it's an opportunity. The yeah. person that is right for you is looking for you. And this is just a way that you're making yourself known, that you're yeah. making yourself seen. Yeah. I love what you just said because that's what it's been for me is I've, you know, I've opened up myself in my career and really put myself out there. And same thing with this podcast. I mean, I can get on the phone or in person with anybody and we can have a conversation. But for Mm -hmm. me, you know, dating has been a little bit different. So just putting myself physically 
on an app is like my way of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and being like, okay, yeah, we're a little bit more open today than we were yesterday or a year ago. Yeah. So I, I love what you shared. It's really about being clear um, and knowing, you know, what the purpose of that action yeah. is too. And just like, I think that there's kind of the stigma of like, I'm such a loser if I'm on this thing or like, if oh, I, you yeah. know, people love like, to talk it down. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we, I mean, I just always laugh because like my husband claimed that he wasn't going to get married and like six months later, the guy's like proposing to me or whatever. Well, oh it was like God. a year into dating. I'm like, <laughs> you're such a, like, you know, like you were so full of shit. Yeah. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's like, even these guys, like they want to find love, you know, like it's just, we're all scared. It's all awkward. It's weird. But like, yeah, we are meant to like be, that's how we survive. Like we come together, we, yeah. we help each other. We, we procreate like that's just the human way. So yeah, it's not weird, you know? No. And keeping your, your thoughts in check, like making, yes, there's going to be tons of people on that app that just want to hook up for sure. But there's, there's tons of people on that app that also want to um, date you, you know, yeah. and to really keep your mindset on those people and not on what you think, you know, like all the negative stories that you've heard, but really doing your best to be like, yes, I know, of course, there's tons of people here who have weird, but I'm, I <laughs> am always protected by my energy. So yeah. like energetically, like if I believe that there are people like me that want to go on dates and want to find their person, like I, that's my responsibility to keep my energy there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like what I'm going, that's what, what ends up coming into my yeah. world. Where uh, intention goes, right? Energy flows. Um, yeah. So that 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 really resonates for me. And and what you shared too mm -hmm. about your husband made me laugh because I think often <sighs> it's a journey too to just even admitting that you want that love in your life and admitting that you do yeah. want those relationships. Yeah. And and there's no shame or judgment within that. It's okay to step exactly. forward and say, Hey, I want this love, or I want this soul based love, or this connection, and this and this partnership. And I think you know, owning that and being okay and open and saying it, I, I think it begins to open those yes. doors for you too. And it'll be much faster when yeah. you say you want, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to be like, ah, la la la, just kidding. Yeah. Hey, cool person over here. Yeah. But this is actually what I really want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Throughout your dating journey, or even now with your work as an intuitive dating coach, is there a mantra or an affirmation that you use or that you share with your clients um, that's helped them, you know, continue to move past the sphere and trust their intuition and, and, you know, continue to put themselves out there? I think it's, it's even just saying I'm ready to receive love. is so big because most of it is like, it's fear-based, right? We're afraid yeah. to receive love. We're, we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to put ourselves out there, all that kind of stuff. So to even just say like, I'm worthy of love. Like that may feel like a huge jump. Like just, it's almost like, Oh my gosh, I'm already putting myself out there. But if I'm seeing the word ready to receive, it's like, I'm getting my heart ready to like slowly start opening to receive love. So mm -hmm. the word ready, like gives us like a little space in between so that we can slowly move into yeah. it because, and then also a lot of people think like, no, I'm ready right now, but they're ready to like be in love, but not receive love. Receive mm -hmm. is one of the biggest things that blocks us. Like we want to push our love into people, but we don't want to like be vulnerable and receive somebody else's love. Yeah. So that's why I like, I like those two words. Yeah. That just was like a light bulb moment for me because there's such a different energy around receiving and allowing people to show up for you and to care for you mm -hmm. and love you. And then right. to receive it, it is totally, you're so spot on. It's a different level of vulnerability and a different level of courage. I don't know about you, Sydney, but yeah, like I, it's so much easier for me to give love. And me too. Like, me than too. To receive it. 
like, I mean, oh my gosh, to receive it, it's like death. Oh, like, you know, because what is it? It's like this person like loves me. And if I mess up, what if they stop loving me? Right. Like, yeah. And then if I receive love, then like it could, it could leave me, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very vulnerable thing. But yeah. I always say to that is that any love that you have in your life, there's no guarantee behind it. Right. Mm. But like, you know, like you have to at least have the courage to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right though. It's about having the courage to start and mm-hmm. the courage to start receiving. And even if it's temporary, um, it serves a really beautiful purpose exactly. uh, in your life. Exactly. I have loved having this conversation with you. And um, before we go, I have to ask you the question um, that I ask everybody that comes on Seek the Joy podcast, which is what is your biggest dream? Oh my gosh, my biggest dream. I just dream that this work is more accepted and like part of our day-to-day life just like spiritual life is just more uh, mixed in Mm -hmm. and that you know that my kids will be having conversations like this like normally with their friends you know I laughed because my our middle son the other day ran up to me he goes mom you know I could be an older soul than you. And I'm like, oh man, what conversations is this? I don't, I don't remember talking to him about souls and old and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And I'm like, you know, like, I just hope that he feels the freedom mm-hmm. to be like whoever he wants to be. And I think that, that we are more accepting of whatever our practices are or whatever makes us feel connected. You know, like that with time, little by little, that, that, that we can feel very free and, yeah. and allowed to be that. That's my dream. That's beautiful. And I think we're on our way. I think we're on our way to normalizing, you know, these conversations and normalizing um, this connection to our intuition and and this really deep sense of remembering, you know, of of really who we are and why we're here. And and that's beautiful. We're on our way. Yeah. We are totally on our way. And especially when you're in LA, I know it feels more like that. So that's true. (laughs) Very true. I will say I am am very fortunate to be in LA where this is totally a conversation all the time, but it'll spread to the masses and the world and before you know it we'll we'll all be there i believe i believe nikki thank you so much for everything you shared where where can everyone find you and learn more and connect with you find your book and um even start working with you if they feel called yeah i do a few things so you can always visit my website which is nikkinovo.com i do these one-time sessions these reading sessions that people really love i also have a book called the final swipe and you can buy that on amazon um i also teach a lot of this Um, spiritual stuff like so reading energy and spirit guides and all that through a program called soul seeker which is also on nikkinovo.com and i'm really active on instagram so that's just n-i-k-k-i-n-o-v-o perfect i will include everything in the show notes and this was such a fun conversation so thanks for thanks for doing this with me oh no thank you Cindy.